Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah. The charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh-oh. Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Welcome to Ruined. I'm Allison Livey. And I'm Hallie Kiefer. <laughs> uh, and this is the podcast where we ruin horror movies because I'm super afraid of them but need to know the twists. And I love them. <laughs> and only them. I only care for horror movies. Ugh. <sighs> That's good for you. I love that for you. Thank you. It really genuinely is. And I thank you for letting me ruin all these movies for you. I want you to. Because you never you think gonna... that this is some kind of hostage situation, but I need to know what happens in these, and I'm never going to see them. And I'll be honest, Wikipedia summaries, not always the most entertaining. Let us be your Wikipedia. And also not usually, like, grammatically easy to follow. Also, you could listen to this Wikipedia at the gym. Yes. Here you or go. wherever yeah. you go. <laughs> what do people do when they listen to podcasts? You could listen on your way to your grandparents' house. <gasps> A perfect segue to... This week's movie, which is the 2015 M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Visit. Um, so, Allison just watched the trailer. She, again, has not seen any, this movie or any movie we've been discussing. I never see these movies. The point of talking about them is so that I can find out without having to ever watch them. Because I don't want to watch them, but I do seen, need to know. Have you seen any M. Night Shyamalan movies? Yes. I've seen The Sixth Sense, obviously. Okay. Um, and? Great. Banger. A banger. A, a, a classic. A classic. Yes. That movie slaps. Is that what the kids say? I don't um, know. It fucks? Oh, no. Oh. oh, no. That movie fucks. Wow, um, we're old, which is great because that ties into the theme yeah, of the this movie. This is about old people. Which is old people are terrifying. So you've seen Sixth Sense. I've, incredible. I've seen The Village. Not as good. Not as best, I'll say that. But I did love, and I think, like, what's exciting about this and why I'm excited to do this episode is, like, he is the twist master. Exactly. It's all about the twist. And for me, like, that's all I want is, like, you some want insane it. reveal that, like, blows your mind. Exactly. In the village, it's, you know, it's that they're actually living in modern times. <laughs> right, yeah. And I'll be honest, I'm a huge M. Night Shyamalan apologist. I will watch anything wow. he's writes anything. I don't know why. I guess... What are some of his other movies again? Um, oh, I've boy. Seen, I think um, I've seen one or two other. I haven't seen Unbreakable well, okay, and I uh, haven't seen Glass. I've seen Signs, but I don't remember what happened. Yeah. Um, Unbreakable, Split, Signs. Lady in the Water is a fantasy, so I will not be discussing it or taking questions about it. Also, Paul Giamatti um, is in that, right? He's phenomenal. Good. Oh, and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Everyone in the movies is great. She gets great people. The only truly terrible in my Shyamalan movie, in my opinion, is The Happening. Did I still see it twice in theaters? Yes. What's The Happening? Is well, it scary? Mm, no, we should do it, though. Okay. It's hard because <sighs> it's it's truly... Is it a good reveal? Is it a crazy twist? Well, no. I mean, it should be. That's what it should have been. That's it annoying. should have been a twist. and you. But then you find out what is, the thing is so early in the movie oh. that you're like, okay, there has to be some other and thing. And then it's just that for the rest of it? Which is fine, yeah. except it stars Zoe Deschanel and Mark Wahlberg. Oof. And I'll say right now, I'm not a Mark Wahlberg fan. He Nor has his I. strengths. Mm-hmm. He's not, for horror, 
Because the man can't emote. Yeah. He can't act. His face doesn't move and he can't act scared. So he's like, oh, no. Which is fine <laughs> if you're in an action movie and like whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's great for, you know, yeah. that stuff. It's not great for instilling a sense of fear. Exactly. So I would say the first 10 movie, minutes of that movie is terrifying and then it's all bad. Okay. But the visit, it, what is kind of considered... M. Night's um, return to form. Okay. I believe he had to completely fund the film himself because Good. he was kind of maybe falling out of fashion while other horror creators were rising. Sure. But, you know, he has the... Listen, again, I will... We were just talking about the Apple TV um, show Servant, which yes. he did not write, but he's executive producer. Oh, okay. And, I thought he... I see now. Yeah, I mean... I thought he was writing it, but either way, he's involved. Well, yes. And so, and I've been enjoying it so far. So I'm just saying, if M. Night is involved, I'm going to watch it. Is it a series where there's a big twist that will be revealed or is it just kind of like scary or spooky along the way? The um, previews for it look terrifying. I'd say it is both. There okay. is a reveal at the end of the pilot that changes the game. Oh. However, it, you still have a lot of things that are un, unexplained. It's almost like the twist makes things more complicated. All right. Which makes sense because it's a... TV show. We should talk about it at some point. I do want to know about it. Oh, yeah. But I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, well, fun future episode. Nor will I subscribe to Apple TV. (laughs) Well, I did the first free week. Well, we don't have to. This is not a commercial for Apple TV, nor are we denigrating it. It's simply a a place for us to get content like you. But uh, so overall, a room full of M. Night Shyamalan supporters. Yeah. So uh, knowing what you know from the trailer, I'm going to take a baseline room temperature of the scary how scary do you find old people, Allison? Extremely. Oh, okay. I find, like, old and young are, like, the scare. It's kind of yes. like an inverse mm-hmm. bell curve. Like, mm-hmm. old people and young people are terrifying, and, like, people our age, I'm just like, we're all just trying to get by. You know, it's right. not, you know, in your 30s. Like, it's hard to be, like, a scary, just kind of, like, adult. And that's ironic, because I'm imagining people in their 30s kill way more people than... Elderly people or children. Well, because they have the energy could. and the smarts. You know, exactly. you have the abilities. Um, but we're I all just d- trying to like pay our taxes. If you had to go e- creepy old people versus creepy little kids, which one? Wins? Which one is scarier? Yes, you personally. I think old because they could outsmart you in a way that creepy kids yes. are, while they're irrational and scary, are not. I don't think that they could trick me as easily. Yeah, they're still vulnerable. Whereas an old person could trick me. 100%. And, like, I'm more sympathetic to an old person, I think. Yes. Like, a child, I'm like, get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. But, like, an old person, I'm like, I should respect you. I, I completely agree. And so, knowing what you know about the, the visit. Yes. I want you to guess what the twist is. I mean, I would say they've been dead the whole time, but that's already one of his other movies. Mm-hmm. Um. But it also just goes like old people are closer to death than the average. So it just so you feels assume like, that they have to be dead. Like, well, they look like they're they dead. They look dead. So their skin, they? And they look old and dead. I mean, like, I guess since it won't be that, my guess would be something in the world of like paranormal house. Great. Okay. Fabulous. So let's get into because that house looks spooky. Um. Yes. And I will be. I, I'm from a rural area, so I've been raised in a house like that. Oof. Well, let me tell you, if you're not from there, that's still spooky. Yeah. A crawl space? No, thank you. <clears throat> so this is a found footage movie. I believe M. Night's only found footage movie yeah. to date. Um, and it's being shot by teen, the teen daughter, um, Becca, and she has a tween brother, Tyler. And uh, Becca is sort of like a burgeoning um, film student. So she Great. she's our in, she's our M. Night in the movie. It also explains why we have so many different cameras and like angles so he's shooting. It all is like none of it's outside of found footage. Right? No. It's all it's all considered footage that we're 
Yes. She's shooting. Yes, she has shot all of this or has positioned cameras to film it. And because the idea is basically she's shooting a documentary about her grandparents and her mother. And what we find out is their mom, Loretta, played by the wonderful Catherine Hahn. My favorite actress. Had a falling out uh, 15 years ago with her parents. Okay. And the reason that she had a falling out is because she ran off with her high school substitute teacher. <laughs> uh, they then get married and have two kids. Wow, very inverse Mrs. Fletcher. Um, that's probably where she got the inspiration. <laughs> what if it was a woman? Um, <laughs> unfortunately, she has the kids, Becca and Tyler, and then he splits and moves to California and starts a whole new family. Typical substitute teacher, just here for a temporary amount of time and then off to the next place. I mean, a temporary father and husband. Yes. Also, it is true. It's like, if you, if you, if you are a substitute teacher willing to date an 18-year-old high school student, you will absolutely leave You're the leaving. second she turns 25 or of whatever. Of course. Because you are a bad person. Right. So these kids have been born since? Yeah, so they're like 15 and 12. You know, again, I'm very bad at child ages. Truly no idea. Becca's at least a teenager, and Tyler's like tween 13. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Tyler uh, performs raps, and it is the most annoying possible thing. He's white. That's awful. (laughs) And and also the raps themselves are written by clearly a middle-aged man. So it's like— Oh, God. I'm sure there are 13-year-olds who are great rappers— this is not it. And no. it's played for laughs, but in a way where it's like, I don't care. I'm so here I don't for the know scares. that we need laughs in this kind of movie. Um, well, you know, I guess, yeah, that's, it's sort of to break up the tension. You know me, I don't like blending the two, so. You want to be pure scary. Well, this is not, there's a lot of goofs, a lot of laughs, and even a lot of the scares you do laugh at because they're revealed in a very knowing way. Where it's okay. like, they know you as an audience is like, you know that you're, you're watching a horror for, movie. Yeah. So they know you're waiting for any little weird thing. But the the protagonists are who are going to enter into the scenario. And the scenario is um, Loretta's, Catherine Hahn's parents have reached out and said, um, we really like to see the kids. Could they maybe come stay with us for How a How did week? they reach out? Uh, Facebook. Just call? Okay. Yeah, something, um, found her online. And Becca wants to do this documentary for her film class. And it's basically, she, it, she really wants her parents, her mom and her grandparents to reconcile and have a relationship. Yes. And she's also been traumatized by like her parents' divorce and her dad bailing. So she really wants them to work it out. And like, she's basically like, I want the grandparents to forgive my mother for essentially leaving and being like, fuck being you. Being in love. Yeah. Peace out. Even though the grandparents 100% were right about this guy. Oh, of course. I mean, but again, if you're 18, you don't have, you know, your brain is not fully developed. You're dating your teacher. You know, you're already a mess. So um, so she really wants to film this documentary as like a family coming back okay. together, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, her, her, their mom is dating this guy, Miguel, and the kids really like him and want it to work out. So mom is going on a week-long Royal Caribbean cruise with Miguel. Ugh, their potential that's future the step thing I could ever imagine. The idea of go, a cruise? voluntarily going on a cruise. No. To me, that's a prison. Why don't you just uh, set sail on a toilet? Yes. While you're at it. Well, at least like that would maybe be flushable and functional. Right. As I find not. many of the stories about cruise ships are non-functioning right, like, plumbing. We had a great time until we got stuck in the middle of a store where we were trapped for two weeks and all the toilets overflowed. Oh, and there's no God. food. Oh, my God. But so they're going for a week on a cruise and like, you know, she's yeah. excited and happy and they're so happy to see their mom happy after this divorce and everything. So they, again, because it's M. Night, everything takes place in Philadelphia Right. So they live in Philly, and they so uh, Becca and Tyler take the train to rural Pennsylvania to meet Nana and Pop Pop. Okay. Um, so they get there. The grandparents pick them up at the train station. 
Everything seems chill. Yeah. The grandma made uh, cookies and she's baking the whole time, like really wants to like stuff them and like give them all these, yeah. you know, Be things. a real grandmother. Exactly. And everything seems to be okay. But obviously like, so they call the mom when they get there, like, oh, we arrived. Um, but the grandparents are outside like feeding the chickens or whatever. She's like, I don't want to talk to them. Do they already say something nasty about me? You know, and you find out that something happened on the day that L- Loretta left that nobody really wants to acknowledge. Like there was some- So it's like shrouded. They're not, yes. they're not shared, but it's like something happened. Yeah. Okay. And the implication is not that it's supernatural or anything super horror It's more like there was something between them okay. that caused 15 years of hard feelings. Okay. So someone did something, but not exactly. like- Yeah, no, it wasn't a like a murder or, yeah, or okay. something. It was like something very hurtful. And so Becca keeps asking everyone, like, can we just talk about what that is? Like, I, I want to, you know, but then it's on camera. Yeah, for the okay. movie. So then it's, it's kind of nice because then, like, she gives Tyler, like, oh, your B camera. So then he has his own little camera. He's going around. And then she sets up cameras. Like, eventually you'll see them in the living room, in the kitchen. So you get a lot of footage in a way that I think maybe isn't organic, but makes sense in the story. Yeah. That she's trying to make a film about it. So um, they go. Everything's chill. And then they go to sleep. And it's about 9.30. And Pop-Pop says, so, you know, we go to sleep at 9.30. And don't come out after your, out of your room after 9.30. Oh, yes. And that's in the trailer. That's in the trailer. And uh, they're like, well, that's early, but whatever. So it's like 10 o'clock and they're like, well, I'm going to sneak. Becca's like, I want more cookies. I'm going to sneak down. Right. She opens the door to sneak down. What does she see, Allison? I, was, it, was it what we saw in the trailer? A naked grandmother clawing at the door? Well, we're going to get to that. But she okay. sees, yes, she sees the grandmother just yakking everywhere. Multiple times. Just vomiting onto the floor. And Becca's, What's your favorite word for vomit? Yakking. Yakking? Yeah, what do I you? I like that. I like barf. A hurl. I'll take a hurl. I don't love puke. Anyway. I like all of them, I guess. I know. So she's like freaked out. And in the morning, she goes to Pop-Pop and she's like, so, you know, she's like, oh, I'm really, you know, grandma got sick in the middle of the night. I took care of it. Sure. I'm sorry to freak you out, you know. And it's like, okay, you know. And, and then Papa says, also, unrelatedly, don't go in the basement because there's mold. So. Mm. So, so they're kind of going around this old farmhouse looking around and uh, they go underneath the house into the crawl space. Never go underneath a house. To play hide and seek. No. And the rationalization is like, well, their mother used to play under there all the time. I, I mean, I okay. But I'm from a rural area. That would be full of snakes, spiders, possums. Mice, rats, you, you would never just go under no. a house. Yeah, it's not comfortable. And it's not worth winning a game of hide-and-seek to crawl under right. a house. But they're in there, and then uh, Becca looks over, and the grandmother is crawling towards her so fast. It's like as if she was sprinting, but it's a crawl. She's hauling ass underneath the house. So oh she's God. already been underneath the house when they go in, is what we're Like doing. she was waiting. Under she was there. waiting. Like a raccoon? And- Yes, and she's doing that crazy uh, horror movie crawl. like interned hands. Interned hands and elbows out, which is the only time you see that is in a horror movie. Nobody, well, it's just like, uh, like, I mean, that's like the hardest push-up position is like putting your hands on a diamond and like only having to use. So it's like to crawl like that feels just from a physical standpoint, a waste of energy. It's not normal. It's not normal. Grandma's laughing and and cackling and chasing them. And so Tyler and Becca run out and then grandma gets out and she's like, ha ha, I got you. Like as if it was a joke. Like she was playing the game? Yeah, like as if she thought, oh, I was being normal. I was, we were all playing it. Nothing about that is normal. And then she says, all right, I'm gonna go make some chicken pot pie. She turns around, her skirt is tucked into her waistband and her bare ass is out. No underwear? Bare ass. What's happening? And let me tell you. Who's going under a house not wearing underwear? And, that's, and a skirt. Honestly, There's the so most shocking access. woman, the most shocking moment is her turning around. It wasn't even scary, but it was sort of like, oh, things aren't right. Yeah, that's And the kids very are like, well, upsetting. that's fucked up. 
And I think that there's there's actually more nudity than you'd expect in this movie. Well, I mean, we saw in the the rating in advance, you pointed out, you were like, some nudity. Some nudity. So the kids And like, in a movie oh. with old people and children, not the movie I want to see nudity in. Right, also, it's not going to be the kids. So uh, the grandparents, you know, they have a farm. So it's like they got, they're going out and doing chores or whatever. So they go out, they're doing whatever. And, um, oh, they take a walk. Mm-hmm. And uh, a man named Dr. Sam stops by. And the grandparents you both used to be like therapists and they worked, you know, at this hospital in town. And now they volunteer with like some of the psychiatric patients, sure. like whatever. And so Dr. Sam's like, oh, hey, they were supposed to come on Saturday, but I haven't, they haven't replied to my phone calls. I just want to make sure to go to okay. Work. To go volunteer. Okay. And he's like, I know that they love gossip, which is a very funny thing to say about grandparents. Or anyone. They love gossip. They love gossip. So it's like, well, so I want to tell them there's been like a lot of excitement down at the hospital. And so clearly something is going on at the hospital and the grand, that the grandparents would want to know about. Yes. They haven't been. And the kids are like, well, we can tell them you came by, you know, but they're not here right now. Right. And so while the grandparents are out, Tyler goes to the shed where he keeps seeing Pop-Pop going in and out of the shed. Nothing's good in a shed. And Tyler, and so he has a camera, he says, is it dead bodies? And he goes in the shed. Allison, what's in the shed? I mean, nothing good. Yes, right. It's uh, piles and piles of old, stinky adult diapers filled with poop. What? It was even crazy. It's like, you know as soon as you go in because you hear the flies buzzing and it's clearly diapers. And Tyler goes over and picks one up as if he did not know it was an adult diaper. He goes, ew. It's like, that's on you. <laughs> that's on you. Don't touch it. Like, if you walk into a shed full of diapers, adult yeah. or child. You know a diaper. When, living... when you see and smell one. Exactly. You've seen a diaper, guess what? Also, you're in a room that smells like poop. So, you know, and it's like they basically- in Is the... it super graphic? Like, can you tell they're Graphic. full of shit? That's a good... Oh, yes. He holds it up and you see the shit inside oh, the diaper. Oh, God. Allison, you That's see it. That's so gross. I don't want to... so, is- obviously, Tyler's like, oh... And so, then he goes to talk to Nana, and Nana's like, yeah, like, your grandfather, he's he's become incontinent, and he just burns those. They burn, like, garbage or whatever. It's like, so he was going to burn them. You're not supposed to burn garbage. <laughs> and also, like, he... This is literally not... This isn't, like, a day or a couple days. This is, like, dozens. Months. yeah. You know? And so, basically, everything in the movie that is bizarre, is attributed to, well, they're old. Which is hilarious and also <laughs> kind of I agree with. You know, like yeah. a lot of stuff where it's like, well, they're old. Who yeah, knows? you would pass it off. Like my grandparents certainly did stuff where like it, my mom was like, no, nah, they're old. Like exactly. they're just doing that now. And so it's like, okay, grandma's like being weird and like whatever. Okay, she's old. He has, he's, has poopy diapers. Well, he's old, you know. Yeah. And so sort of like when Papa does something weird, Nana gives a reason. And when Nana does something weird, Papa kind of steps in and frames it. You know what I mean? So the kids kind of have this overriding sense of like, this is weird. This is weird, but I guess that's just what old people, because we don't have grandparents. So I guess all old people harvest their um, poopy diapers. So Papa takes them on a tour of their little town and they see Maple Shade Hospital, which is where they volunteer, and then Masonville High School, which is where their mother went. And they're stopped outside the high school and Becca's getting shots. Like, this is my, where my mother... Right. You know what I mean? Like, really, really in a loving documentary. Way. And then Papa says, uh, we have to go. That guy's been following me. And they look, and it's a guy who's clearly just on his phone. Yeah. And Papa attacks him. And you're like, oh, he has, like, paranoia. Like, something is going on and the kids right. kind of pull him away. And then he's like, oh, sorry. You know, he's confused. What do the guy do? He's like, wow! Yeah. You know, he's not mad or anything, but he's, but he's just like, shocked an elderly back. man. Sure. And also, Pop-Pop is not small. Pop-Pop is like a burly farmer old yes. man. He's got like that insane old man strength. Yeah. So it's not like a little, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a Michael B- Bloomberg or whatever coming at you. It's like a <laughs> like a jacked old man. Yeah. Um. And so again, but it's like, okay, maybe he has some sort of, there's something going on, right? So same thing at night, it's past 9.30. This is when finally they open the door. That's- you see a fully nude grandma 
clawing at the door frame and like howling. And also like the fact that she has long gray hair is like, yes, that's always like a scarier woman, which is the yeah. woman I'm definitely going to become. Right, um, I can't imagine you're going to get a bob. I'm not going to get you. a short haircut. I've never you. had short hair. Um, yeah. But like, I feel like if it had been like a very like grandma, like it wouldn't be as upsetting. Right. It seems Just feral. having seen that like quick. It yes, seems like very wild. feral. And so in the morning, they both, they're like, pop, pop, come on. And he's like, okay, well, thing is she has like a diagnosed disorder. She has, it's sundowning, which is a real phenomenon where basically if you have certain kinds of dementia, around the change of the light, like when the nightfall, yeah. you become very agitated and confused. And he's like, I know it's really distressing, but it, it, she's getting treatment for it. There's it, an it answer for everything. And the answer is, she old. Yeah. And the kids are like, okay, well, that sucks, but I, who knew? Right. I mean, you know. Um, also, Nana's like, oh, also, by the way, um, I spilled a batter on your laptop, so you can't use the camera anymore. So they can oh. Skype with their mom and they can see Catherine Hahn, but she cannot see them. So, okay. We know this. That's not great. So they talked to um you know, Catherine Hahn and uh they basically is she having fun on her cruise? She's having a blast. I Miguel don't get entered it. a hairy chest contest. Also, it seems like a swingers cruise. Like everyone on it is like yep. a couple in their 40s who's like get loose for the first time. Right, not like a family cruise, but like no, a, no, like no. a like this a hedonism like, or a sandals resort type cruise. It would Adults be so only. amazing if they were on the hedonism cruise. <laughs> I'm sure there's a hedonism cruise, and I'm sure it's where chlamydia started. Yeah, and so they're having a great time, and Becca's still like, "Hey, they're just old, whatever." Tyler is the one who's like, "Yeah, but like this is," and also even that's true. It's like even if they're just old, you can't just send your kids in there and not like talk right. to them or like offer any kind of support. Right. Also, you have not seen your own parents for 15 years. You don't know what state they're in. No. You can't assume that they're like, you know, don't need help. Right. And, um, you know, Becca goes to Nana, is talking to her, and she's like, you know, can I ever interview you about my mother? And Nana turns to her and says, would you mind getting inside the oven to clean it? Yes. So I'm going to take a break here. Given all the information you have. Sure. Allison, what would you do at this point? If you're Becca and Tyler. I'm not getting in the oven. Well, spoiler alert, she does get in the oven. Why would you get in the, if, any, if anyone asked me to get in an oven to clean it? But imagine a little bit as a child. Jew, like, no, but like as a child. I mean. And it's for an adult who you really do want to have a relationship with. And, and like, that is the tricky part of like, that's why I think old people are scarier. Absolutely. Because like, I am in deference to them in some way. Yes. Um, I mean, I would definitely want some other adult to know what's going on besides mom, because she's not believing it, and she's too busy having sex with other couples. I don't know. Um, and, like, and, and she does say on the call, you know, he's they're old. They're old. And it's like, I would want someone else who isn't old, but like an adult, to like know what was going on. Yeah. I would some, But I don't know how you do that. Exactly. If you're that, like alone in the middle of the country. And that's why I think it's a good use of like a child as a protagonist. Yeah. It's, like, it's not like a normal like, it oh, where a there's a crazy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like... Your sibling is a demon or whatever. This is they're literally um, geographically isolated. Right. So they just have to use their own wits. Um, so, you know, there's this other odd incident. It's like they take a walk and they see Nana like staring into a well. And oh, they go God, back a later. well? Nothing scarier than a and well. They, and they go and they find, it's just water. I mean, okay. And meanwhile, like Becca and Tyler start to open up each other about like how hurt they were by their dad leaving. And it builds them like hate themselves essentially and like how of it course, affected they them. Feel and it's so sad. To- yeah. yeah, and so it kind of explains, like, why they want to have this relationship and why it's so important to right. sort of, like, they need it, you know? And then Tyler at some point is like, you know that mold thing about the basement? What if they're actually hiding bodies in the basement? You know what I mean? I like that they go right to bodies, but I get it. I mean... Yeah, and he's also like, okay, 13-year-old boy, and your grandparents right. are weird. 
you yeah. know, it makes sense. You just assume murders. So um, that day, Stacy, who's a former patient from the rehab program at Maple Hill or whatever it was. Where they volunteer. Where they volunteer. It's like, hey, I'm dropping off a blueberry cobbler. I also have been trying to contact them because they didn't come. Right. So I just want to make sure. But the grandparents are out, like, putting diapers on chickens or whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, so they're, again, they're like, our parents, grandparents are fine. We'll tell them to call you, yeah. you know. And, uh... Like Dr. Sam Stacy says, did they hear all the scuttlebutt down at the hospital? Mm, something's Something happening at that at hospital. That hospital. Um, and then Becca's shooting B-roll, and she hears Nana laughing at the TV. And she's like, oh, let's go see what Nana's watching. You know, we'll reconnect and then connect on that. And then uh, Nana's not watching TV. She's just staring at a blank wall, laughing hysterically. Oh, nothing scary about that at all. <laughs> and she tells um, Becca, you have to laugh to keep the deep darkies in a cage. <gasps> And then tries to asphyxiate herself with a scarf. What? That Becca in front has of her? to stop her. In front of Becca, Becca stops her. And she runs to go get Pop-Pop. And when she runs out to the shed, Pop-Pop looks like he has a shotgun in his mouth. And he oh. jerks his head up. And he says, I was just cleaning it. Oh, yes. Also Which in the trailer. Which we saw in the trailer. So now Becca's like, oh, I guess I can't go to either yeah. one of you. I guess you're both trying to kill yourselves. <laughs> yeah, like something is going on. You know, and even if that was just that, that's terrifying. Oh, if, yeah. like, if that's the surprise that they're like these like suicidal, suicidal, like that would be devastating. And then just to be the kids alone in the house, like yeah. I mean, that's that alone is scary. Though I know that that's probably not yeah. the end. <laughs> and uh, so uh, Becca's like, knowing what the grandmother is doing, getting up to her nighttime shenanigans, sundowning, she puts a camera in the living room to record it. Sure. So we see Grandma running around doing all this stuff, and then she gets a butcher knife and she tries to get into the kids' room. <gasps> right. She's rattling the door. And are the kids awake? Um, they hear the door rattling, but they don't know what's on the camera. They haven't seen the okay. knife at the, the time. And in the morning, they then see the video. And they're both like, I think the mom is supposed to come the next day. They're yeah. like, Come now. We'll we'll just tell her that it she has to come now, you know. And so um Tyler especially is like, we gotta get out of here, you know, that kind of thing. And they're freaking out. But then I guess at this point they're like, I think the mom's coming later that same day. Sure. So they're like, we'll just sit tight. She's going to be here. You know, they've been weird, but like, it's been okay so far. So she goes to interview Pop-Up for the documentary. And I wrote down <laughs> basically like what Pop-Up says, because uh, she says, uh, oh, you know, you worked at a factory. And Pop-Up says, So a white thing running around. A white thing? Yeah, used to run around the factory at night. Only I saw it. Started telling people about it. And they, they didn't believe me. Had yellow eyes. And then they fired me and nobody talked to me. What? And Becca's like, A white oh, thing with cool. yellow eyes? Yeah. That's a, white a thing. very scary image. Um, and then, say, later that same day, um, these are packed days, by the yeah. way. Because these are, I think they're only there five days. They watch uh, Stacy has come back, and they can't hear anything, but they see Pop-Pop and Nana arguing with Stacy, the one who bought the blueberry cobbler. Okay, yes, from the hospital. Who is, the, who is a recovering with addict. The, yeah. And it got treatment for them. She, they see them arguing, and then they kind of lead Stacy to the back of the house. And they never see Stacy leave. Oh. I'm going to check in with you, Allison. Who is going Ooh. to survive this movie? I mean, not Stacy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like not her. Mm-hmm. Um, I Becca, got... I was like, go ahead. Go, no, go. I was going to say Becca and Tyler. Becca and Tyler. I mean, I, I want... It feels like... I want them both to survive. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe one of them dies. But also, like, I don't feel like M. Night Shyamalan has a high death toll. Um, especially not for kids. Yeah, not for kids. Yes. I feel like maybe... I think the kids both survive. I think 
Nana dies? No. Pop-Pop dies. Okay. And maybe Catherine Hahn. Okay. Just because she's on a cruise that she probably gets some exactly. disease. Um, no, but, like, I mean, I feel like she's been gone for so long that, like, her dying would fit into this somehow. Okay, great. Because then they're stranded there. And then uh, the diapers. Do you think the diapers are going to make it through? Um, I mean, the diapers are eternal, I believe. Right, um, great. Yeah, yeah, those are going to last for thousands of yeah, years. Yeah, because they don't biodegrade. And then because, so we're about to start Act 3, um, get, what is the twist? What are what is going to be revealed that will contextualize this whole? I mean, whole like scenario. I, I I still don't like. Are they because like I can't tell if they're trying to actually kill the kids. Like it doesn't feel like that's their job one. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, well, why are they being insane? And I'm like, is it something? To, and like knowing Shyamalan's twists, I feel like something like. Like they're on, like they're not taking their medication. Okay, great, love for it for all the hospital talk. Fabulous, and I, I want to say my um, our producer has messaged me to with a very important M Night Shyamalan fact, Ooh. which is he did punch up on She's All That. No, <laughs> that's incredible. I, I mean, talk about a movie with a twist. <laughs> a Sheen Yan. <laughs> oh right. my god, <laughs> me and my hair jokes. Oh, Allison. Mm. That oh. is a really crazy fact about him that I will now have to talk that. to everyone about. I love it. Couldn't have, uh, thought I could love him more. Love me more. Love him so much more now. With chocolate treats mixed into dark chocolate ice cream, the Tillamook Chocolate Collection is a chocolate game changer because the thing that pairs best with chocolate is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection ice cream. Extraordinary dairy. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. All right, so it is the last day. They know mom is coming. They're wait. Okay. So Becca's trying, I think she's basically trying to be like, I'm, we're going to act normal. I'm going to keep filming the stuff to make make them know, make, make things think that things are fine. Right. So she interviews Nana and she's like, so Nana, you know, tell me about your life. And Nana goes, and I wrote it down, there's a pond with little creatures in it. They're from another planet. It's called Cinnamonfortilia. Um, the creature spit can make you sleep and not die. And that's just a made up story. It's not real. That was her interview for what her life was like? And Becca's like, yeah, cool, 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 all is, right? Is that your life? 
why? Right. What's happening? And so Becca, uh, Becca's been trying to ask Nana about her mom and sort of like the incident the last day, they, the last time they saw their mother. And Nana becomes really distraught. And is like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about it. And then Becca said, well, what if I told you it was just a made up story like the one you just told me? Like, what if I told you about sure. like a girl who got married to a man and then he broke her heart and left her with two babies? What would you tell that girl? And the grandma says, I would tell her, I forgive you, little girl. And so Becca's like, okay, well, clearly they're they are dealing with a lot of dementia or something. Yes. But this is a positive thing. But we could be back on track. Exactly. Unfortunately, now that it's been 50 years and now both of them are out of their Clearly minds. not functional anymore. But it, it, this gave her something to give her mother that she thought, like, her mother needs, you know? Um, and she's like, okay, great. Um, cool. And then, so late... That same day, um, the grandparents are out, I'm assuming, eating diapers or whatever they I do mean, in the yard. I, like, nothing is more terrifying than trying to imagine what they're doing on that farm. Right. Knowing just the little details that we have of There's when they so walk out of the house. so many dirty diapers. And Ugh. so they finally call their mom. Also, uh, Becca has managed to scrape all the batter off. The, oh. You know, so they finally call her and call their mom. And the mom is back in Philadelphia and is going to then take the train out there. All right. So she's on her way, but she's still hours away. Right. A couple hours. And um, Keller, you know, Loretta's like, oh my God, I had such a great time, whatever. And they're like, something is wrong. You have to come right now. <laughs> we don't care about your cruise. Come get us. And she said, well, let me talk to them. And so they're like, well, they're outside. We'll get them. And then basically they hold the computer up. And so the mom can see the grandparents. And she says, of course, those aren't your grandparents. What? Who I don't know who those people are. Ah! And they're like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, that's their house, but those are not your grandparents. So the mom calls the cops. But because Obvious. this is such a hick town, there's one there's like cop one and cop, he's out. Of course. So she's like, I'm going to drive up there right now. So she calls the cops, whatever. And so she's on her way, but they're going to be there for at least a couple hours. And yeah. so they're like, um, I guess we got to try to run, you know. So they go, like, they try to run out the back door. Right. And they see Stacy's body is hanging from a tree. Oh my God. So Stacy dead. You were right. You of nailed course. that. Well, you I mean, that you really led me there, but of course. I mean, and I was like, what if the mom was like, instead of being like, oh my God, that's not your grandparents. She was like, oh my God, there's so many dirty diapers out there. <laughs> so now they're trapped in the house. They feel like we can't go anywhere. Our mom is coming. We'll just play it cool. They haven't done anything about the top. Right. And the pop-up's like, we're going to play Yahtzee. And then he takes a huge, obvious shit in his pants. Oh my God. And then, so, 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 so <laughs> this movie down. is so... It's so gross. Scatological. And the, so, so they're both sundowning is what we're supposed to think. And then, which is a real thing that goes, people, ha- right. happens to people and it's actually sad. Yeah. So then to use, anyway. I mean, we can't critique, that's every yeah. horror movie. Right. And so the grandma's eating cookies, like two-fisting it, and then she's screaming, Yahtzee! Like going nuts. <laughs> and Becca sort of is, basically, they now both understand these are not our grandparents. Right. And because we know that they're not allowed to go in the basement, Becca's like, what if our grandparents are, like, captive down there and chained up? A very valid thought. So she's like, I'm going to go sneak down there and you play Yahtzee with them and leaves Tyler out there. Whatever, playing, ya- well, playing Yahtzee with them is like eating cookies and shitting themselves. Right, exactly. I mean, isn't that every is it, Isn't that Yahtzee? I don't so know. So she goes down there and what do you think she finds in the basement? Their grandparents. And they are? Dead? Big time dead. Of have course. been dead the whole time. Of course. And there's also like various, like clearly like the uniforms that this these people were wearing and where are the uniforms of the patient garb, yeah. I guess. Oh, okay. So from they're the medical hospital. And this thing, if either Dr. Sam and Stacy had said two people have escaped. Right. Why wasn't that information? Instead like, of the scuttlebutt. Gossip. The hot goss is that Psychiatric two criminally insane escaping? people. Exactly. That's not gossip. 
But I guess Gasp maybe they didn't like want to fucking a patient. Maybe they didn't want to scare the kids. You know what I, I mean? Yes, but like also those kids are there. Like you would want them to know. Also, like you would want them Don't to tell outside. the parents because the parent, their grandparents, need to know. Exactly, and it's also like if that's true, then guess what? We have to stay inside, right? Just in case. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, he's like, my name is Mitchell, and that's Claire upstairs. And your grandparents talked all about how you were going to have such a great visit, and they shouldn't have done that because of you know how Claire put her kids in suitcases and drowned them in that pond. And Becca's like, oh, oh boy. And then Mitchell tell, oh, pop, wait, 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 wait. Pop, pop, set. Like, so the fake grandparents now are aware that the kids know that they're not their grandparents? Yes. Okay. Because she found the bodies. Okay. And, and they know she found them. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Pop-Pop is in the basement with her oh, and God. sees that she has seen it. And uh, essentially, she's like, oh, Claire's kids are on um, Sinmorphotelia or whatever that planet is. And the only way to get there is through the well. So the implication being, well, we're going to have to drown you kids so we can go to that planet. Oh, my right? God. Also, the white thing with yellow eyes I mentioned earlier, that is real. And it is outside waiting for us. And I heard it laughing. And Beck is like, oh, cool. And so he locks her in a room with Nana, who is wilding out at this point. Of course. So she's on that sugar high for all those cookies. Yeah, and all that Yahtzee. And so Nana attacks Becca and snatches her head into a mirror, which we saw in the trailer. Yes. And Becca has to stab Nana to death in order to survive. So this poor girl has to stab this woman, this mentally ill woman to death. Oh, my God. But something even worse happens to Tyler. And I think you know what it is. Is it the diapers? Pop-Pop takes him into the kitchen, and he takes off his fresh diaper, and he smashes it in Tyler's face. Oh, my God. And they establish that Tyler has OCD, but it doesn't matter because anyone— The filthiest person on earth would not want that to happen. Oh, my God. That's so vile. (laughs) And luckily, Becca's able to get out of this where she's locked. I'd rather stab someone. To death. Wow, then have what would you what would which which of those two scenarios would you rather end up in? I guess diaper, but only because I don't want to have to stab an elderly woman to death. But like knowing I'm saving my own life and you gotta do what you gotta do. So I don't think I could do the diaper. So Becca gets out and essentially she and Tyler both have to fight Pop Pop because again, he's got that jacked yeah, old man's right. Big old man. And Tyler ends up slamming his head in the fridge door over and over again. They run outside right as the cops and their mom are arriving. So they had to essentially kill these two people right. to survive. Just in time. And then finally, they have a little encoda where the mom is basically like, you thought that they couldn't forgive me. I couldn't forgive them. And that's, I didn't reach out to them. So like, the Becca's understanding of it was backwards. Like, the mom okay. was like, it's not like they, I couldn't mend it. I didn't want to mend it. And I now I regret it because they are both super dead. Right. Murdered by mental patients. And you find out what the thing is, like, on the day that it left, which wasn't even like, a thing after all this has happened. So it's basically like she was leaving and the, and the grandma was trying to physically stop her from leaving with the substitute, substitute teacher, teacher, adult. And she hits the grandma and the grandfather like hits um, the mom mm-hmm. in return. And so they didn't speak for 15 years. And he, she says to Beck and Tyler, sort of like, my regret is that I was, I left, I lived in anger and I ruined that relationship and now I can never have that relationship. Don't do that. So then you then see video in it uh, uh, like photos and stuff of them with their dad. And the idea is sort of like, they will no longer be, you know, angry okay. with their dad. But I would argue the dad bailing and leaving is yeah. worse. Yeah. Because she said the grandparents did reach out and apologize and did all this stuff. You know, so I think it's worse, but whatever. So the idea is we're Abandoning moving on. your family is never a... And then it ends on great. Tyler doing a rap that is so bad, I'm going to pretend it's not in the film. It ends with a rap? Well, Tyler That's does his rap, the so they <laughs> included this. And that's the end. 
It ends with a rap. I can't, that's the most shocking thing that we've talked about. It's terrible. And so um, I, we want to do some fatal mistakes. Well, you could auto-tune that if we don't have the right. I'd love to just, I wish you could auto-tune into Cheryl Crow's voice. Um, and so give, what's a fatal mistake? Fatal mistakes. I mean, she should have brought the kids to the house. Absolutely. That's just number one. Mm-hmm. Because like now, like one, that would have been like emotionally probably like good for them. If that's like, if the point exactly. of this is to mend things, then like, yes. why didn't she do that? Well, I think she was still so angry. She's like, I can't be there because then I, that will just sort of ruin things. Sure. But yeah, to take go on the train with them. I like also don't want, even like outside, like I don't know that teens are like ready to travel alone. No. In the way that they let to them. To people in. they've never met. Right, exactly. They don't know where they're going. They're going to, to- total strangers to them. Right. And I would say my family mistake is uh, don't get in an oven. Oh, never get in an she oven. She didn't die, but it, it just, then the power dynamic is such that that person knows I can make you I get can make in you an do oven. anything. Yeah. I um, think really like also once they found the diapers, that would have been like the time to really cut the cord. I'm going to be absolutely honest. The diapers thing, I almost feel like I could see somebody doing that like out of some weird shame and like, I guess. You know, especially if there, someone is dealing with dementia. I bet there is a lot of weird stuff. You're like, yeah. okay, but this is, we work through it together as a family sure. rather than you were actually not my grandfather. Um, I'm going to give you some would you rathers real All right. quick. Hit me. <clears throat> would you rather have found dead bodies in the shed or those dirty diapers? Realistically. I mean, dirty diapers mm-hmm. would be less scarring, but from an olfactory standpoint, much worse. Right. If they're fresh dead bodies, yeah. then I would pick that. Yeah. Would but you, not festering dead bodies. Yeah. Would you rather have your grandfather try to kill you or mush his diaper in Oh, your so face? now we're, yeah. Okay. Well, I, sorry, I stepped on that one earlier. No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, this is, this is the, would you rather him try to kill you? Do I die? Or is he just trying? He's just trying. Try and kill me. Okay. And then finally, would you rather have your grandfather mush his diaper in your face or hear a 13-year-old white boy rapping? That's the hardest one. I know. I, I mean... I guess the wrapping, but it's not an easy decision. I might take the diaper. I'll be absolutely honest. <laughs> I, I can wash my face. Year old. I can't wash my brain. That's true. Um, I, I think it's time we're going to rate this on a spooky scale. And again, just say this is how spooky the movie is. This is not, not if it's a good movie. Not if it's good. How spooky you found it. This feels like a, I'm going to give it a seven. Mm-hmm. I think that like we've discussed that old people are scary. I think, like, as a child not being trusted and there being no adult in the room yes. is a very, like, tense—that's a super tense scenario. Absolutely. So I think I would say—and, like, the stuff, it's so gross and awful. And yeah. knowing how he shoots is also, like, there's a lot of just, like, surprises that aren't, like— they're not jump scares, but, like— Reveals. They're shocking. Exactly. But yeah, when you turn and see the grandma's bare ass— Yeah. The first time you're like, oh, I— Yeah. I couldn't have even predicted— Yeah. If her ass was covered no. in blood, like whatever was going to be spooky, it's not that. It wasn't that. Yeah. So I would say, I'm saying seven spookies. Yes. I'm going to say uh, four spookies. And that is simply because. Of the wrapping. The wrapping. No, no. <laughs> but like he he does he does have a lot of humor that which to me really undercuts it over and over again. But in a fun way, I like that. Yeah. But it makes it less scary. Sure. I will say though, I the first time you see your ass, I was like, what kind of movie is this? Yeah. So I would say definitely worth watching. Maybe not. It's not spooky. Right. Spooky. 
Um, well, like, I've been able to watch some of his other movies. Yes, so, like, yeah. I, I get that it, but, like, I, this feels very tense. Yeah. Maybe, actually, knowing that, maybe I'm going to give it a six. Okay, yeah. It's definitely fun to watch. Okay. You know, it's not For like you. a hereditary where it's like, no. It's an 11. It's so, you feel horrible the entire time. This is like some fun stuff and then some, like, genuinely messed up stuff. Yeah. Um, we were trying to look up a um, sort of a, an elderly person themed um, crime yeah. or, or, you know, something a story heinous. that connects. And we found something heinous, but in a different way than, you know, murdering someone's grandparents and t- assuming their identity. And um, that is something called the grandparents scheme. And uh, there's a recent story dark. out of out of Pennsylvania, actually. Ugh, everything happens in Pennsylvania. So M. Night, shout out. Um, essentially, this woman was in Pottsville, Pennsylvania, was running a group of scammers who are running something that is referred to as the grandparents scheme, which is apparently very prevalent where people call grandparents mm. pretending to be their grandchildren and scam them out of money. It's so sad. And they're saying that she was convicted of scamming more than $158,000 out of That's elderly so people. That's so much money. That— Leave the elder—like, they've done it. Like, leave them alone. It's so sad. And also, of course— I mean, don't the, scam anybody, but— yeah. But a grandparent is obviously going to be like, oh, my grandchild needs money or something's happened. And they have a lot of, we're like, oh, they have a DUI and they need to get out of jail or right. something like that. And like, you don't, most people don't speak to their grandparents every day. So like, you're like, yes. I feel like there would have been times, I'm sure, if I had called my grandparents, like, they wouldn't have known if it was my voice or someone else's voice. Right, exactly. And especially if you are, you know, elderly and you're dealing with other stuff, yeah. it's like, oh, I think that's you. I'm not sure. And you just want to help. Um, so we just want to have that where the reality is in real life, old people are always the victim of the crime. Always. Almost always victim of the crime. Right. Very rarely. The perpetrators. Um, the perpetrator. But yeah, don't scam grandparents. Don't scam grandparents. But please do listen to our podcast. Yes. We're begging you. That's what we want. Um, thanks again. Thank you so much. I've been Al Salibi. I'm Haley. Keep it, keep it spooky. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big.